This is the Life School Podcast, episode number 180. And today, we'll teach you how to say no more often in life, as well as how to uncommit yourself from things that you shouldn't have said yes to. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. My brother Heath. Hey, man. Good to be with you as always. 180. 180. Here we go. I was just I was just remarking yesterday to Tina, like, wow, here we are, this many episodes into things. Isn't that crazy? It is. It really is. And it's getting more fun. The more we're doing this, it's it just feels It's getting natural. more and more fun. And, and the uh, seasons are beginning, the page is turning here as we head now just slightly, well, it's Labor Day, yeah. right? I mean, here we go. Labor Day. Kids, yeah. kids going back to school? They are. This week, man. Hello, Mo. Three of them, and then one of them's going into preschool. Just crazy. <laughs> Any of them driving yet? Yeah. <laughs> Feels like it, right? I know. It's sad, man. Oh, They're growing my up. goodness, and... man. I, I don't get it, man. But we want to be lifelong learners. He right? has great on. kids. Like, yeah, And the boys are like all boy. Like They're oh, just yeah. like, these are boys, and they're yeah. just great, and they're super polite. And <laughs> You wake up to a crotch kick every morning. Yeah, yeah why just... not? Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, boys uh, and crotch kicks, Canada, man, is a oh, pretty cool place. Right? <laughs> There's a hard transition. Love you, Canada. <laughs> we love Canada. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> I've thought about moving there many times, and one of our reviews this week comes from Canada. It's... Uh, a bizarre username, but I'm not going to judge it. It's J star 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 seven from Canada. Lots that says, of stars. I've learned so much from this podcast. Had so many great discussions with friends and family about content in these shows. It's relevant. Speaks to the heart. It's fun to listen to. So thanks, J star star star. I really star, appreciate star, the reviews. Star, star. It's very encouraging. I know many man. stars. I'll give you many stars there, Jay. Hey, today uh, we're talking about maybe backing out of things that we've said yes how to, to say and how no. to say no better. Yeah, people we hate saying no. Yeah. It's awkward, right? Like, I mean, I guess there's no people where everything's no. Like, my, my old man was that way, kind of growing up. Everything was no, and you just kind of knew it, and then you'd leave for a little while, and then you'd you'd come over to talk about that. I guess you, I guess you could sleep over after all, you know. It's the initial no, yeah. He was kind of a no guy, yeah. Well, we live in a culture. Uh, I hear this quite a bit: uh, the FOMO culture, the fear of missing out. And I've had many friends, and I've also been the culprit of overbooking my life to this point where it, we don't really allow any time for rest or relaxation or even spontaneity, which is super important. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't appear that the world has always worked this way. So what do you, what do you think's going on with us, man? Why do you think it's so hard for some people to just say no? Well, I'm going to ask you, my friend, because as I was preparing for this episode, I was your picture in my mind's eye because <laughs> you are <laughs> a busy fella. Yeah. yeah, you are a busy fella. And I'm I'm hoping in here for both of us, there's some learning and some finding out about how to say no, because sure. you are you're a very busy dude. So yeah. what's going on? I think I think for one, I think you're right. There's this FOMO like we're, we have these consumeristic tendencies like I don't want to miss out. Sure. So I'll just say yes to everything, you know, or, um, you know. I, I don't want to say no because like I have a little fear of man. So like, I don't want to say no to the boss. I don't want to say no to the pastor. I don't sure. really like saying no to my kids ever. Cause I love when they view me as, Oh, you know, perfect yeah. and all, um, which kind of leans into some glorious issues. You know, we've talked about the four G's, these four truths about God that, uh, are eternal. And once we understand them and believe them in every area of life, they transform us. Right. Yeah. And I think when we think like, Oh, um, God, we're not sitting in the seat of God's so glorious and he loves me unconditionally. So I get to make decisions best I can for his glory, but people are going to have to make their own based on that. 
if if that's if God's not glorious and like right now Heath's asking me, hey dude, could you do this for me or can you help me with this or can sure. you sign up for that? And I'm like, oh, I need I need Heath's approval. I don't want to lose it. It's, he's pretty glorious right now. Same thing with not believing in grace. If if we don't really sit and believe in grace, and I'll just be honest, this is like for me, this is a well worn sore spot and groove. Okay. Um, when you don't believe in grace, you're always trying to prove yourself worthy or valuable or lovable. Sure. And so you sign up for everything. You try to over deliver, but it comes. It comes at some costs, you know? Yeah, it comes it does, at man. some costs. Yeah. Um, so I've got, uh, recently I did this thing. Every summer I do a, a margarita trip down the river where we float the river and had a bunch of people oh, sign oh, up. Oh, this where you bust me for not going? Yeah. I, I, I mean, missed out, man. I don't do the river thing much. It's, it's you know, you and should. I like, and I don't like margaritas. No. I was going to say, tequila. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, uh, you know, I had a bunch of people that were signed up to come last minute. Everyone bails out. And I even had one friend that said, his wife said, you know what? Uh, he never really even planned on Careful. going. Careful, they're going to be hearing this and know who they are. <laughs> I know. Don't be passive aggressive. It's like yeah, I'm in life school here. <laughs> but he said, "Yeah, yeah, I signed up. I'm excited about going." And then his wife's like, "He ne- he told me he never had any intention of going. He just didn't want to say no to you." Which is like, oh, that kind of sucks. It's man. what I was just saying. So there's a there's a glorious issue. Maybe there was some fear of missing out. Like, hey, maybe it'll work out. That would be fun. But I don't want to say no to Heath because I know it's important to him. And so really, is it's you know what I'm going to say? I don't know who your friend is, so I can say this purely. Sure. It's a bit of selfishness. In other words, I love me more than I love you, so I'll say yes with very little intention of keeping my yes. Hmm. Because I love myself more. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think, uh, What do you? I mean, you think that's what they're ultimately communicating, is that self-love a, a little bit more than even... Yeah, and it's not even like they sit there and thinking like, okay, wait a minute, I love me more than I love you. <laughs> sure. But it, that's not. what's going on, you know, uh-huh. that's what's going on, self-preservation in a sense. Well, one of the things we like to do on the Life School podcast is always kind of look back and see what Jesus has said or what scripture kind of talks to yeah, and this addresses. A, yeah, it's not a new issue. Yeah, this is, and it's funny because people are like, man, it's, I hear a lot of times in the comments, people going, you know, you guys hit these topics that I've never thought scripture or identity spoken to, and you're touching on it. So what do you think the Bible has to say about maybe even our yes being yes when it comes to Yeah, so we all word. know that verse, right, from Matthew 5, you know, let your yes be yes, and you know be you know. Yep. And, and I, boom, you can just take it at that, right? I was digging into that and kind of meditating, thinking about that verse, uh, you know, getting ready for you know this episode sure and and then i come across uh, eugene peterson's the message version of this and i kind of dig it so that verse that famous verse about let your yes be yes is matthew 5 35 i think or 37 yep. but um but you know how the message it kind of puts it all together let me read the passage around it and i love it because it gives it a lot of light it says um don't say anything you don't mean okay so there you yeah. go um this council's embedded deep in our traditions uh, and so there's, if you do really deep digging into the Hebrew, you're going to find out like, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. Don't make crazy oaths. And there was a, there was a whole cultural thing of like, if I double down on my oath, if I say it twice, then I really, you know, and you're saying, you know, it's just so, um, it says the council is embedded deep in our traditions. You only make things worse when you lay down worse. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> when you lay down a smoke screen of pious talk saying, I'll pray for you. Never done that and never yeah. doing it or saying, God be with you and not really meeting it. It's just sort of like a handoff. You don't make your words true by embellishing them with religious lace. <laughs> he says. Wow. In making your speech sound more religious, it becomes less true. Just say yes and no. And, you know, when you manipulate your words to get your own way, that's where you go wrong. Wow. And so I, you know, you look at that and, and that's in Matthew. And so you're going, hmm. Yeah. A little counsel there from our Lord hmm. to just let your yes be a yes. Yeah. And trying to add a lot of, we'll talk about how like when you, 
later on when you how to how do you get out of things don't sure. don't make up elaborate ruses don't you know don't try to like i sold you know it's just like just say yes and then yeah, do it be that yes, kind of person right don't don't you love it when a person says they'll do something and then just like you know it it's yeah, done absolutely don't you just love that and then we all have those people where you're like nah, i don't i bet they don't come yeah they say yes to everything i you know they, they'll sign up for everything and i think their intent is to do it help yeah. take on that task whatever it would be you know, it's funny, is I, one of my favorite pastors in the world, I, I'm not going to say who it is, but I went to go see him in his hometown one, one time as he was getting ready to take a year-long sabbatical, and his message going away was, if I'm not able to come back if by God's you know will, I, I don't make it back to this pulpit, what's the last thing I want to teach you? And it was about being people of your word, how important being Christians are. When you say yes, be yes. Yeah. Like, when you say no, like, yeah. that should mark us as people of of a good father, as people who go... We're, you know what that Caesar guy when he says yes he means it and he's not backing out unless something happens or I'll just give you a little small thing like I got convicted years ago about like I'll pray for that or like yeah. pray for me and then you're on Facebook and you're like praying and you're not really you just you know what I'm right <laughs> so silly right and so but I got convicted about this and I don't know where I picked up the line but like now what I say instead is as the spirit reminds me I'll be praying for that oh yeah so in other words I may forget but if the spirit the Holy Spirit of God who's in us of both yep reminds me that I'm going to try to be obedient to that. That's good. But man. I'm not going to promise you that I will remember. I just, you know, life is busy and full. So eh, anyway. You know what I think as you're talking there, that verse from Matthew 5 is super convicting. And one of the things I was thinking was, it just, it seems that being able to say no is actually really, really important. And, and yeah, we shouldn't we're feel bad at about keeping it, right? our yeses, let's be better at saying no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember you saying that you had a couple things for this this lesson, like 10 different ways to say no. Maybe we could get to those now and go yeah. through like the ways. So before that, let me throw an umbrella over the whole thing. And I actually okay. got this from a book called Essentialism, the, Dis- the Disciplined Pursuit of Less. Okay, it's a business book. It's been very, very, po- it is very, very popular. And uh, there's a whole chapter on saying no, and, and there's a second chapter on uncommitting yourself. It's amazing. But check this out. The author says, focus on the trade-off when you say yes, right? Huh. The more we think about what we're giving up when we say yes to someone, the easier it is to say no. Wow. If we have no clear sense of the opportunity cost, in other words, the value of what we're giving up, well, then it's especially easy to fall into the non-essential trap of telling ourselves, well, we can get it all done. I'll, yeah, okay, you know. Hmm. So a graceful no grows out of a clear but unstated calculation of the trade-off. So think about every time you say something, yes, at work, or another yes at church, what are you saying no to? Yeah. To your kids, to a vacation, to rest, to Mm -hmm. Sabbathing of your soul. I mean, I'll tell you what, I know in my own life and a lot of people I've coached and and are close to in community, we are not like knocking it out of the park when it comes to Sabbathing and making and finding that time to just be quiet and be with the father and hear his voice. And I love you, son. I love you, daughter. And uh, every time you say yes to something, right, you're saying no to something else or multiple Mm -hmm. things. And I know because I, you know, work just you work at a church staff I did for years. And it was always like the busiest people who do everything at the church. If you hit them up, they'd say, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's I'll take it total on. 80, 20, except it's probably 90, 10 at churches. You yeah. Know? So anyway, let me get to 10 ways to say no. Okay. okay. I'm going to go through them really, really quick. First one is actually use the word no. <laughs> don't, don't kind of, you know, w- 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 you know, waffle on it. Like don't say, well, not, no, no, I don't know. Or I'm not sure. Or maybe next time, or maybe I can, I'll, I'll try or whatever. Sure. The word no is super powerful. So just use it. Okay. Or if you just can't, cause you're, you want to be extra polite. The uh, second thing is use a firm, but polite alternative. 
you know, I appreciate your time or asking me to do that, mm. but no, thank you. Um, no, thanks. Not today. Or, you know, I'm afraid I can't. Yeah. And I'm not really into, you know, just be honest, right? I'm not really into decoupage. I think I'm going to pass on that, but thanks for asking. You know, <laughs> sure. I appreciate the invite. Um, so here's the third one. Uh, don't Seinfeld it. <laughs> you know, okay. like, you know, George Costanza, like just gets into these crazy elaborate ruses and fabricated things, you know, instead of just saying no, mm. you know, and this goes for your family, your friends, or even your boss. Like don't invent an ailing grandmother because you think it'll make, you know, your excuses more palatable. Just be honest, say, no, I really, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to be a part of that. Yeah. And, and good, I don't man. say you don't necessarily even need to give a reason. You don't. Yeah. You know, um, fourth, if all your friends are jumping off a cliff, would you, <laughs> it's easier to fall into the trap of saying yes to everything. If everybody else is saying yes, yeah. you know, so they're going around the room, you know, in a staff meeting or this or that. And you're like, I, no, I don't really want to do that. Thank mm. you. Um, fifth, trust your gut. Sometimes you just know, like a person really wants me to say yes, but I, uh, it doesn't feel right. So listen to your instincts. And number six, maybe even better than as let folks know that you need to pray about something first and then actually pray and then get back to them schedule the time so i'm not saying like hey you want to stick a gum mm, i'm gonna probably have to go away and pray. you know yeah but i but i'm like if it's something like you know it's going to take some time yep and i and i have had to practice this for years i'm going to need to pray about that and talk to tina about it is it okay if i get back to you on tuesday with that and actually get back to and then on actually tuesday. get back to on tuesday so then they know they're not like open-ended going like i think i have help yeah caesar said maybe blah, blah, you know so right yep. so guess what god knows the future even when you don't like i think i'm gonna have time for that but you know what i prayed about it and i just felt like don't take it on god knows what's coming up he yeah. knows you're gonna be busier or there's a sickness or you have to take a trip or whatever right yep um seventh provide an alternative Okay, and this can be really useful when you don't want to be seen as the person who says no all the time, but you still want to help. Sure. So, you know, for instance, like, you know, you can say like, well, I'm busy that day, but let me call so-and-so to see if they might be able to help you move on Saturday. Sure. So you're still being helpful. You're just yeah, and I've had to... a lot of people like to just, it's just like a solid no because they hate moving. Like, for instance, <laughs> I'm just using that, you know, yeah. like living in community, you do a lot of moving of people, it yeah. seems, right? And... uh but sometimes you just, I can't do it. Or like, you know, like as I'm getting a little older and I'm like, okay, there's yeah. like a bunch of young bucks with younger backs. I'm going to go like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to help with that on Saturday, but, or I want to help with it on Saturday, but let me go ahead and I'm going to call a couple of guys I know with trucks and let's get that done for you or yeah, whatever. Okay. That's helpful. Um, eight, I'm, you could say this, I'm flattered that you'd ask me that, but no, thank you. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you need to acknowledge that's a big deal. And that person coming to you. They think highly of you. Thank you so much for that, Heath. But sure. I'm going to have to say no on that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ninth, um, y- you might have to preface it sometimes. Like, I know this isn't the answer you're hoping for, but I'm not going to be able to say yes to that. Huh. You just, you know, you kind of preface it. it. You soften that. It's polite. It's gracious. It's that you don't leave them wondering like, oh, I, yeah. I thought Heath liked me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> sure. Um, and then if, like, this is kind of a work thing. Um, you might have to say like, let me know if you want me to reshuffle some other priorities. Cause right now I wouldn't be able to handle it, but you're the boss. So if you want me to do that, I'm happy to, yep. which things do you think I should go ahead and set down? Yep. And let them decide that for you. Yeah. Yep. That sounds really interesting. I'd be happy to do it, but that means I won't be able to get X, Y, Z done by Friday. Like you asked, yep. which, which do you want me to do? Yeah. Well, I want both. Yeah. It won't happen. <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. but I'm letting you make the call. In other words, like guard your health. Now, here's a bonus one. I said ten, but here's a bonus one for telemarketers when they call. Just go. I'm good. <laughs> Here we go. I'm happy. I'm all set. <laughs> you know? yeah, that's good. Yeah, and p- please add me to. Do not call this. All right. <laughs> you are right. That is a great way to say. You know, what? I'm just. I'm all set. I don't need it. And and when I hang up, I go into my iPhone and hit. 
don't let that number contact Blocked. me again. Blocked, yeah. <laughs> then I don't have to say no every time. Yeah, that's right. I just said no forever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what do you think the best ways to handle things? Because because saying no is one thing, but there are times, and many of us now might be, be being convicted by what you're saying, that we've already committed to something or yeah. something changed and we need to back out of something we've already committed to. You have any thoughts on on how to handle some of that? Yeah, I, I do actually. Because there again, you want to be above board. You want to have integrity. So um, uh, here here again, here's the overarching of this. Before I give you you know some some ways to do it, start by asking yourself though, and maybe ask a close friend a friend or your spouse if you're regularly overcommitting and consistently having to back out of things. Yeah, like hey, you know, there's a couple of things I got to get a hold of people and I got to back out of. But do I do that a lot? Hmm. You know, yeah. like, or ask yourself that or ask someone close to you. Like, am I constantly overcommitting? Yeah, totally yeah. are. Right, you know, let me pray about that. You know, it's good, man. That takes you back to the no side of it. So, sure. so start by doing a little bit of heart work there and then maybe ask yourself the thing behind the thing. Like, why am I saying, is it, is it fear of man? Is it like, well, I don't think so. Yeah, it probably is. Right. Yep. So, but here's some things. If you do need to back out and, and there are going to be times, um, um, but if you feel like you do, but you realize you have been, you know, saying yes or backing out of too many things, sure, you might just need to suck it up and keep that commitment. Hmm. That's good, right? You yeah, know, be a person of your word. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just do. Like, I really don't want it. So you don't know this. <laughs> you don't know the story. But like, our last cigar in theologies was at your house. Yeah, and it was just last Friday. Of, yeah, and I was. Um, I, Tina and I had been babysitting uh, for like thirty six hours, and I was just tired. I was just sure. kind of fried, and I was just like man, it'd be good to catch up on some shows, you know, or whatever, right, you know? <laughs> not and, go out. Yeah. yeah, just not go out, you know? Um, and I was, then my mind started looking for a good excuse because I, I oh. love you and I love the guys and I didn't sure. want to, I didn't want to bail, but I was like, I really want to bail, you know? Yeah. And then, guess what? Like, I was presented with a good opportunity to bail out. Something came up and we were still babysitting, but it was supposed to be done in time, but sure. they were like, we're going to be super, super late. And I was like, oh, there's my out. Huh. You know? Yeah. But I thought, you know, I, sh- I should pray about this. I'll go all spiritual on everybody here. But I did. I said, <laughs> Lord, you know, I this is such a good thing. We do it. I love the guys. Yeah. I'm just not feeling like I should go. G- give me some courage, encouragement, some zip sure. or something, something, you know? New. And and literally with over the next 20 minutes, I was like, no, I really want to go. I think I'm going to go. I'm going. You know, even yeah. though I had the good excuse, I, I just went. It turned out to be what a great night. Yeah, you know? it was great. And I just, you know, we didn't go super crazy deep into theology, but it was just good f- old school fellowship. And I came home and I told Tina right away, like, I really needed that. Just mm. hanging with some guys and being, you know, safe. Yeah. And I was going to bail, right? And the spirit was like, nah, you know Stick what? with it. Yeah. And, then, and so sometimes you just need to suck it up, pray about it, and ask for the sun. Second huh. thing, when you do have to back out of something, be honest. Don't lie about it or shade the truth. That's like, really, I mean, that's so easy to do. People don't know, but you know, it only makes it worse though. And I actually, I think people do know. I think people very often kind of see through our smoke screen. Most sure. people aren't great liars, <laughs> but we don't want to be liars and it can hurt your integrity and it can hurt your reputation. When I was uh, doing a little research on this, I ran into a, a, a little, uh, a little clip or something like yeah. perfectly illustrates that. Hey, Sally. Hi, hon. Hi. Oh my God. I know. Look, I'm so sorry. I know we're supposed to hang out tonight, but I am so sick. It is coming out of both ends. Yeah. I had oysters last night. Um, it's not a pretty sight. I'm telling you, I'm disgusting right now. Totally can't hang out. Do you hate me? No. Okay, good. I'm so sorry. I can't wait to see you soon. Yes. Okay. Love you so much. I'm so sorry to do this. If I wasn't sick, I would so love to hang out tonight. Okay, baby. All right. Love you. 
Yes, we can totally go to the movies now. Okay, so <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about. And thanks to Marie Forleo for that. She's like a business coach, but that is nailing it. So just needless to say, be honest. Okay, just yeah. be honest. Uh, third, um, also try and have these types of conversations uh, where you need to back out of something. Try to have them in person. Like that's super honoring. Yeah, don't yeah, don't cop out with like a text message. Text, you just don't tonight, respond. Boom, and then to you it. go dark. You yeah. go to the person the rest of the night. Well, what's up? You feel okay? I've had that happen. Like, yeah. are you are you okay? It's like all right, you know. Just die. Um, or if you have to, at least on the phone at minimum. Yeah. Call a person. And go, hey man, I know this is probably not what you want to hear. You know, and here's the honesty. I'm just not feeling like it. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm just whooped. Or just you know, this is what's come up, but. Don't text someone a flaky back out or, you know, drop it in an email. You know, like, so if it's something longer term and you committed to speaking somewhere or doing something at work, a little email, it's like, no, try to, you know, hey, listen, knock, knock. Can, can I talk to you for a second? Sure. Right. Call at minimum and have those kind of conversations in person whenever possible. Uh, fourth one here is when you have to do it too and you want to be gracious, you know, you want to back out graciously. Like this I call the good news sandwich or maybe some people call it the bad news sandwich. <laughs> what you do is you want to you want to uh, start out with some good news and then you kind of give them the, yeah, not going to make it, and then end with some good news, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of put the bad news as the meat in between. Sure. Now, that's not trying to trick people and be weird. It's just being gracious. And I'll tell you, like in business, it, I have to use it all the time. Sure. But uh, in ministry as well. So for instance, okay, here's the good news, the bread. Hey, yeah, you know that thing you invited me to do? That is super awesome. I'm flattered to do it. I know it's going to be a, lot, a blessing to a whole lot of people. Okay, here's the bad news part. And when I committed to it, I really wanted to be a part of that and all of its awesomeness. And I hate it, but dot, 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 you know, like things have changed sure. or this has come up, whatever. And unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to be a part of it. And I know that may put you in inconvenience. I'm really, really sorry. I hope you can understand and, and I hope you can forgive me. Hmm. that's the bad news. And then here's the good news, the bread again. But I know that, you know, X, Y, Z, it's going to be awesome. And I really wish I had been able to be a part of it. Let me know if there's any other way I can help you. Yeah. I really appreciate you. So, so you, in the front, the bookends are, are both good news. And yeah, right. So good news sandwich, bad news sandwich, however you want to say it. Yeah. So, and then here's the other thing. Be sure to uncommit as soon as you realize you're going to need to back out of something. Don't, don't procrastinate, make things worse for the other person. Yeah, 10 minutes before someone's Yeah, which, you know, yeah. happens all the time. It's like, yeah. dude, I ain't going to be able to do that. It's like, what, what, you know. Yeah, so, that's good, man. Anyway. You know, one thing I'm thinking of is, is just being a dad. And like you said, my kids are awesome. Four, uh, four kids looking up to me and Kathleen and... If I'm oh, not you're, being honest, you're at the stage, bro. These boys look at you like you like you freaking hung the moon. I know they it's just crazy. do. You know when you speak to them, and they they do. You know they're at that age where it's like, dad, and they're <laughs> learning and they're asking questions and they're seeing the things that I say to people, and they'll catch me ten minutes later and go, "Hey, why did you say this when you told me this earlier?" You know, and it's like, yeah, oh, it's convicting, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, or or you don't want to say no, so you kind of go, well, maybe later we'll do that. And then they're like, now we're doing it now. Yeah. We're doing it now. We're getting milkshakes, now. right? No, nah, oh, never bring it up. Yeah, yeah never, never, never bring it up. <laughs> So when I'm loose with my commitments or when I'm overcommitting, I know my kids are watching that. They're taking notes. And I want to raise them to be people who are, are truthful in their word. And you, and you mentioned a story the other day that you're like, I, when I was telling you this, you're like, I got to read you this story. Yeah. Let's share it on the show. So would okay, you... Again, so it comes from this book, Essentialism, but it, it perfectly illustrates this story. Okay. So here's, I'm going to read this. So it'll sound like I'm reading it, but it's, it's so good. So it says, a woman named Cynthia once told me a story about the time her father had made plans to take her on a night out in San Francisco. The 12-year-old Cynthia and her father had been planning this daddy-daughter date for months. They had a whole itinerary planned down to the minute. She would attend the last hour of his presentation, so she was in town with him while he was doing a speaking gig. 
and then meet him at the back of the room at about 4.30 so they could leave quickly before everyone tried to talk to him. Uh, they'd catch a trolley car to Chinatown, eat Chinese food, which is their, both their favorites, uh, shop for a souvenir, see the sights for a while, and then catch a flick, as her huh. dad liked to say. Then they would grab a taxi back to the hotel, jump in the pool for a quick swim. Her dad was famous for sneaking into the pool when it was closed. And then order hot punch Sunday from room service, watch the Late Late Show. And they had discussed these details over and over before they left. The anticipation was one of the best parts of the whole experience. Wow. So she goes on. Um, this was all going according to plan until her father was leaving the convention center. He ran into an old college friend and business associate. and had been years since they'd seen each other. And Cynthia watched as they embraced enthusiastically. His friend said, in effect, I'm so glad you're going to be doing some work with our company now. When Lois and I heard about it, we thought, yeah, that's going to be perfect. And we want to invite you, and of course, Cynthia, his daughter, to get a spectacular seafood dinner with us down at the wharf tonight. Huh. Cynthia's father responded, Bob, it's so great to see you. Dinner at the wharf sounds great. Cynthia was crestfallen. She was so bummed. Her daydreams of trolley rides and ice cream sundaes evaporated in an instant. Wow. Plus, she hated seafood, and, and, she, and she said she just imagine how bored she'd be sitting there listening to adults talk all night. So, But then her father continued. He says, but tonight, Cynthia and I have a special day planned, don't we? He winked at Cynthia, grabbed her hand, and they ran out the door. And he continued with that what became an unforgettable night in San Francisco for her. Now, as it happens, this, this girl, Cynthia, yep. her father is the management guru, Stephen Covey. And a lot of oh, people yeah. have heard of him do Seven Habits, right? So this yep. guy is a super, super busy guy and and when she told the story of the author her Stephen Covey had just passed she oh, said man. that 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 night when that happened it bonded her and her father together in a way her heart to her father in a way that she never forgot he's not a perfect dad but she knew no my dad keeps his word and he prioritizes me and what he has said to me over business and you know ministry or whatever you know yeah and he goes, wow Change just that one one conversation, yep. one she decision. Ne never forget it, you know. And so they probably had lots of date nights, but because of how it went down, right? So, yeah, yeah you know, let your yes be a yes. And, and you know, you're telling me like, you know, your kids they pay attention. They absolutely do. Think about how many times like you know your kids are they're there with you and your wife, and sure. they're watching TV, you're playing a game or something like that, and then they overhear you talking like, oh, we got this thing tonight. I don't want to go. I don't yeah. want to go either. Well, we you know we said we would. And we said we'd bring something. You know what? I'm just going to call them and tell them I'm feeling good. You know, I kind of had a headache. All <laughs> sure. And the kids are hearing this, yep, right? They're watching. You're right. So anyway, yeah, let's let our yes be yes. And man, I, I guess I, I want to say all the time, but especially with your kids. Ooh, yeah. Man. Hey, one thing as you were just sharing that story, I thought maybe there's some dads that want a, a bit of like daddy-daughter date suggestions and stuff. So just to link back to an old show, episode 117, if you haven't heard it, it's about daddy-daughter dates, the importance. Super of, popular. Yeah, yeah, so I just thought, yeah, why not awesome. throw that Thanks in Thanks for that. Hey, let's get to the big three uh, for this episode. Those are the big three takeaways we want you to leave with after having listened to this. And you get them for free by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 180. Yeah, what are the big three for this week, man? So the big three, here we go. First one, um, knowing your priorities and what's truly important to you makes it so much easier to say no to opportunities that are out of alignment with those priorities, hmm. right? So consider the trade-off. If you say yes, what are you crowding out of your life or actually saying no to by making this commitment? Time with your family, with your kids, God, you know, yeah. right? So second, um, remember God loves you unconditionally regardless of what you do or don't do. So that's good. Tr truly believing that your glorious and gracious father loves you completely 
lessens the fear of what others may think of you if you say no to him. Hmm. Remember, he loves them too, and he can lead them to another person or solution to get their need met. That's right, man. Okay, so, you know, like we're not sovereign. We don't have to be. And just remember, sit in that love. So third, be honest and firm about when you have to say no or if you have to back out of a commitment. Don't leave half open loops of, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it, but maybe I don't, you know, I'll have to see. It's like you don't have to apologize for saying no on the front end. Just like, you know, you have a choice whether to commit. Others also have a choice in how they'll respond to your answer. So be honest and then leave them and your decision in God's hand. Yeah. And then go back and remember number two again. God loves you unconditionally. Okay. You know, it's interesting is even as you're saying these three, I'm like, man, this is this is ultimately forming the character of a person. The more you back out of things, like you just become that person that stops getting invited because you're like, eh, yeah. don't want to be around that human anymore. Yep. Be a person of your word. Let your yes be yes, Amen. right? Yep. Hey, if you want those big three, uh, the download for free, again, you can get that by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 180 right now. Uh, I want to awesome. remind people, man, that you know over the summer, we're kind of get back into the fall. Labor Day's a turning point, a big holiday. We're getting we, back into We kept into doing rhythms. episodes all summer, all And they weren't terrible content. at all. Like, we didn't, we didn't <laughs> slack because it was summertime. We no, gave our best. No way. Yeah. And though I definitely see the numbers kind of dip. You know, people oh, are out time. and they're busy. And now, like, in the last week or two here, it's like, oh, it's coming back up. Hey, if you need to, go back. There was some great content. Yeah, there was. We did a two-parter on why you need gospel motivation in your life. Yeah. And it was actually like, man, I've given this message. It was a pre-recorded message. Yep. But uh, it was really popular. So we said, let's, let's make it into a two-parter. And then, boom, man, people, people loved it. Yeah. Like so it was if you didn't hear biggest... that, go back and hear why you need gospel flu- uh, gospel motivation in your life, parts one and two. So yeah. So we didn't slip, we didn't slump out in the summer, but yeah. we want to also encourage you, man. We're getting into this new year. We've got another year of podcasts for you. So man, stick with us. Man, there's some good stuff coming up and some cool guests. Yeah, we got some good stuff in the pipeline. You've been doubling down on getting the guests, man, and I'm stoking. There's some really some good cool dudes. people. Yeah. Hey, also, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, you can go to Facebook up in the search bar, type in Life School Podcast. And as long as you're not a total punk, Caesar and I will keep you in the group. <laughs> no punks. We have a no punk rule. No I don't know how we, how do we tell that on, on the interwebs? So. <laughs> Depends on how, many, how often they comment, right? <laughs> hey, join us next week as we talk about whether or not missional communities actually work in every context. This episode comes from when we put out on, on social media the other day. Give us some ideas for topics. A lot of people were like, hey, how can we really do a missional community in a small town or on a college yeah. campus or I've, in a I've nursing heard it, home? I've heard it for 15 years. It's like, yeah, eh, that's great for you guys, but here's the thing. Yeah. Da, da, you da. don't know yeah. where I'm and, at. And everybody yeah. says it everywhere. My wife will tug my shirt like, there it is. Again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to address that. Like, can it work in every situation? Right? Except the moon. Won't work on the moon. No yeah. neighbors. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not till Elon Musk. That's going to be a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. So join us for that. Thank you for being with us today. If you want more information on this podcast, you can get it by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Thank you.